What's going on, everybody? You've got the cardboard coach here with your boy, Coach Co. And team, we've got a very special guest on the podcast here today. We've got Lauren. Lauren goes here. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am fantastic. Uh, I'm excited to not only get to know you, but have my audience get to know you a little bit more, uh, especially because I've been consuming some of your content uh, ever since we met at the Mint, I believe it was, right? Right. Yes. 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 Um, and that was, I can't believe it was like probably eight months ago now. I know. It feels like a million years ago and also kind of yes, wild. at the same time. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm also a little bit upset because like the, the Mint is no longer. And I think that that was an event that, if you had the pleasure of attending, I think you realize how invaluable something like that is for you know other members of the community and and in the industry and just as mm -hmm. an opportunity to kind of get to know people on like a personal level. Like I met so many people at the mint that uh, the mint not the mint uh, that you know I still talk to to this day and people that I I've, I recognized before and and really just never had the opportunity to kind of like sit down with and especially in like a conventional card show setting you just don't have a ton of time to like right. talk and just like hang out that's kind of what the, the the mint collective was all about and uh you know it's kind of a shame that that i mean i wonder if someone's going to take over an event like that moving right. forward i would hope so because uh i and especially like it's in vegas it's warm right. <laughs> you know it's an excuse for me to get the hell out of canada right <laughs> So yeah, I mean, it's really cool. I really enjoyed it. Like, I yeah. mean, like you said, like it, it gave you the opportunity to like talk to people that, you know, like at the national, there's so many people yeah. and everybody's moving and like, nobody's moving in the same direction, like ever. And the mint, it was like, okay, you can go to the card floor, you can take a break and you can go to like a panel. Um, you could go to lunch, you could go get, you know, like you could, yeah. Like it was more like slow paced in that, like the national, you're like, I gotta go there. I gotta be there. I'm going to go there. I have to go there. So like, good to see you. Bye. And yeah. then it was like, you know, like I got to talk to cage for a while. And, um, I think that was where I finally got to see Christina in person from card ladder. Cause yeah. we've been like, you know, pretty good friends for a while now. So like, yeah, I agree. I mean, I know fanatics live, you know, that's on the horizon. Hopefully maybe they'll like take some notes, but I love them in. Yeah. I really wish that they would keep it up. Yeah, it's like I said, I think it's left like a gaping hole in this industry that um I mean we you still have like the tops uh industry conference and stuff like that, but like right, everyday right, people right. don't really go to those though. You know what right. I mean? Like it's just not the it's not the same. Um, I mean, all that to say it's it's awesome that I got to met meet you and and now you know, here we are, fast forward eight months later, nine months later, and you are on the podcast, so it's awesome, and things have kind of gone full circle. Let's talk a little bit about you as a collector, because, I mean, first of all, what people don't know that are just listening, and I guess just hearing, I mean, about your existence, mm -hmm. is that you do card art. Yes, And yeah. uh, you do a very unique form of card art, and I'm going to let you share what that is, and then we can kind of dive into your, you as a collector. So talk to us a little bit about your card art and, and how that started. Sure. So, um, so yeah, for those who don't know, I, um, hand embroider cards. Um, I've been stitching since I was a little kid. So, um, 
that was my hobby. And then when I met Brian, my husband, um, you know, he said, well, I dabble in sports cards. And like, I had no idea what that meant, like what this world was like, you don't know until, <laughs> yeah you, you know, yeah. yeah. And, um, so, you know, we, we, he started kind of like slowly including me like, Hey, I'm going to open, you know, prism. We're looking for Zion. And I didn't watch college ball very much. And I didn't, collect cards like actively since I was a little kid like when I was a kid
you know, putting love and energy and, and uh, your own creative vision into these and, and creating like a whole new piece of art and something that, that means something to you. And, and as, as you mentioned, also means something to other people. So, I mean, I thought that I was like, this is a no brainer. This is a no brainer <laughs> to have you on. Yeah. It's really, um, you know, it's also interesting too, because, you know, there was such an explosion with the pandemic and everything like that. Everybody knows that who, you know, is in the hobby, but, um, you know, kind of what I think get, like you said, there are a lot of things that get lost and a lot of nuances and, um, yeah, everybody decides, you know, not everybody decides, but like everybody wants to discuss, is this good or is this bad for the hobby? And it's like, sometimes it just is, you know, sometimes this is just what it is. And like, it doesn't have to be good or bad. It just kind of is feel it out. Cause I feel like we really, as a, as a collective, we're very sensitive to change and, you know, and this is a very old hobby also i mean it's you know there's a history there and um midlife crisis cards he actually he just had a an article in i think it's basketball cards magazine i don't know but he was you know he went through like some of the history of like art on cards and stuff and you know the history of cards it goes back beyond a lot of us who collect you know yeah. and um it's long and storied and it, it changes and but i do understand that like there's so much nostalgia to it that you know, people don't like that change. And um, one of the big things for me is that um, women collecting is not really, um, I, I guess it's not pervasive. And I say that not because it's not there, but because it's not considered. Yeah. And, um, you know, not to like get on a high horse and, you know, whatever, but just, it's not, it's not considered, it's not the default. And um, again, that's not good or bad, but it yeah. should be considered, I think. Um, and one of the nice things I think about, you know, what I do with my cards is that um, it, it, it's made a lot of women feel like, oh, okay, like I can, I can find a space, you know, like I've been to the Dallas card show and like, you know, put some cards out and, you know, there are girlfriends who are following their boyfriends around and, you know, and and this is not everyone I'm not, you know, generalizing. No. This is like very yeah. specific, but, um, there was one girl that was with her, her boyfriend and, you know, she, she was, you know, very supportive because this is what he's into and whatever, but she was walking around. And when she saw my cards, she just like, like her eyes lit up and like wheels started turning. And she's like, Oh, this is more than what I was seeing like through my boyfriend's eyes. Yeah. Now I get, you know, cause that's the thing. I think a lot of people don't get like, well, it's, pictures of athletes on cardboard like what it's you know pokemon characters like yeah people don't get it and i it took a while for me to kind of get like the facets of collecting and you know cards and stuff and um i like that this is like a new pathway for people to be like okay there are people like me or who think like me who have interested like me um, that exists because it, it, it is hard sometimes to be, um, you know, a minority of any sort, um, in, in the sports field in general, I think For not sure. just cards. So like, yeah. you know, to kind of find an alley that makes you feel like, okay, I always have this 
space I can default to. I always say, you know, sometimes you can't comment in a comment section because then you're automatically negated because, you know, you're a woman or what have you. And um, you can always go to the DMs and say to your friend, like, did you see that game? Did you see that call? Like, it, it it's opened up a way for me to share with others. And I think others share with me, like in the group experience of sports and sports cards. So. I mean, first of all, I want to say thank you for sharing all of that, because I think that there's a lot of people in this hobby and more specifically men don't that don't even really understand like how difficult it must be for like a female collector in the space. Right. Like truthfully, like I'm not saying that like, you guys have like you're like, oh, you're oppressed or whatever. Right. Like I'm saying like straight up, like, I mean, you're telling me that you're scared to comment at, at times because yeah. you're automatically going to get shot down. And like right. that is it's fucked up. Do you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it is right. So uh, I want to thank you for sharing that. And I also want to say like, kudos to you. I mean, one of the things you mentioned at the beginning kind of really resonated with me. And, and I wanted to refer back to it is that, I mean, you actually were hesitant to post your stuff online, right? Like, and, and I think that that's interesting too, because I think a lot of new collectors feel like that. And I'm mm -hmm. sure I'm positive that like even more of those new collectors who are female are scared. Cause like, I mean, I remember my first post, uh, you know, back in 2020, even like, I don't, like, I was like, Oh man, like, you know, what if people think this is a shit card or what if this is a bad buy or whatever. Right. right? Like it's very hard to be confident in the space mm -hmm. because you're constantly reminded all the things you don't know. And then right. like yes. multiply that by the fact that like, obviously there's like the, this like woman bias for some reason, and like now all of a sudden you're even less likely to post, right? So the fact that not only you the, that you made your first post, but you continued to post there afterwards is a testament to, I mean, your your own strength and your your <laughs> I mean, the fact that you did just kind of go with it, right? Like, and I'm also grateful that there was an, enough people out there to help support you. And if there's one thing that we can take from yeah. this conversation, uh you, me, and everyone listening, is that like if you see someone start up a new account and just like try to support, you know what I mean? Like, and even like not even just new accounts, but like just I, support costs zero dollars. Do you know what right, I mean? Like exactly. it's, it's, it's not. And, and to our point earlier, we're like, is this, is this good for the hobby? Is this bad for the hobby? Like, is this like, that's where the engagement's at, but it's just so easy to just support someone. Even if it's a 50 cent card, a right. I mean, the dollar value I just don't think it's really relevant a lot of the times, right? Like those are the ones that we, we glom onto, but I mean, if someone's posting something it's for a reason. And especially if they yeah. have like a, you know, like a detailed description of like why this, this resonates yes. with them. And oftentimes yes. that's what you'll find, right? You'll find these detailed descriptions of this, like why this card means something to this person. Like mm -hmm. we should be featuring and, and continuing to talk about like wonderful instances like this. So. Yeah, I I mean, I think it's interesting. And, you know, it is a broad space. So like, you know, you can collect how you like. And, and that's, you know, high value cards are interesting. Like, I totally get it. You know, we all even people who are not interested in cards, you know, love to gawk at the, the prices and the history and all that. It's interesting. Of course. But I think when you're in the space, um, just like you said, like, some cards are like 50 cents. And they mean something to someone. And I think that's interesting. Like there was somebody who had um, a side PC and it was 
I think he was Filipino. And so he collects like Filipino athletes. And um, I was like that, like, and I, I think there were like more details to it, but I remember reading that and I was like, that's such a great way to collect. So I was like, I love Shaq. I'm from central Florida. Um, who doesn't love Shaq also. Yeah, <laughs> and so I noticed in his cards, um, cause I just love dollar bin cards that he sticks his tongue out a lot. So like, that's my side PC is just picture pictures of Shaq with like his tongue and, you know, <laughs> like the varying degrees, like it's, it's a goofy collection, but it's like, it's a hunt. It's yeah. interesting to me. It's fun to like share with people. People get interested in like what your little quirks in your collecting are. And then you look for it. Like it's, it's, I always think it's interesting when like with Christina from card ladder, she is collecting Maxi Kleba and she's looking for that neon green disco card and it's gotta be out there somewhere, but like nobody, you know, when you're looking at Luca, who cares about Maxi? Well, Christina does. Yeah. And now I do. And now many people do. And like, I love that connection that you forge with people when, you know, you look beyond like, wow, well, this card is worth, you know, X number of dollars. It's well, what is it worth to me? in like a sentimental value. I think that's interesting. Yeah. No, I I mean I couldn't agree more. Like I found over the course of the last few weeks, I like the 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 hobby has been just it's angry. And there's like this yes. misplaced anger and yeah. and there's just a lot of people maybe the the values of things are down and maybe the foundation wasn't as solid as everyone thought it was for some of these companies and and some of these business practices and and whatever. And I think there's a lot of people who are like charged right now. Yeah. And there's there's been a few people in my comment section saying like this is what ruined the hobby and this is what and and I'm like I just my favorite I, when people are like oh you ruined the hobby for me thanks or you know what not to me but just no 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 for sure but I I'm ruined just the like, hobby I love <laughs> I'm like I just don't I think you're being short sighted you know I'm like the people who are and even they're like the boxes are so expensive and that's that's what ruined the hobby and I was like. You don't even have to participate in 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 new new product like realistically, right. you know, like you actually don't need to participate if it like I mean, I've gotten to a point where like, I mean, I, even when I jump back in in 2020, like I realized that I was priced out of wax. Right. right. Like, And I was like, guess what I'm going to do? I'm just not going to rip ultra right. modern stuff. Right. Like I, I know that I some people feel like they have like the it's my my like I deserve to, you know, like and I'm like, well, I. I taking a step back and saying like, I don't want any part of this unless I want to lose my shirt. Right. You know, <laughs> like, and realistically, why do we want to rip? I mean, a lot of people want to rip the ultra modern stuff because there's a huge payday attached to it. Right. Like, yeah. and so I'm like, you can't have one without the other. I just, I need everyone to take a step back and just <laughs> focus on your own shit. You know, yeah. just focus yeah. on your own collective advice. Yeah. <laughs> what is it that you, you actually want? Right. And it, it, I'm like, there's no way that a box price in 2023 affects how I view collecting. Right. right. Like, I, because at the end of the day, I'm still going to collect the shit that I want. I mean, a lot of stuff I'm collecting is not from 2023. You know, that's right. the stuff I speculate on and, you know, I might dabble here and there and I'm going right. to buy singles over boxes. Right. But at the end of the day, even if the single prices are too expensive, I'm like, guess what? They're too expensive. I think that's dumb because I can get <laughs> this cool card that's cheaper. Right. I can get this cool card that's cheaper. I can get this cool card for my PC, right? Like, And so I think so much of it has become about money. 
And as a result of that, there's like a lot of people who, you know, might have been in the chase for like those like high value things being ripped out of products or I don't know, whatever the case may be. They're just upset about something. And <laughs> and they're just like, I'm done because of X, Y, Z. And I'm like, you can't pay me to be done. Right. I'll, just, yeah. <laughs> I'll just find a different lane. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, I'll just yep. if I get priced out of something, I'll just find a different lane. You know, I'll just be like, you know what? I actually want, I think it's more financially feasible to buy old jerseys or, you know, or I think it's more financially feasible to buy Roy Halliday cards or like, you know what I mean? Like there's just so many routes you can take to your point with like the Shaq tongue out. Like, I mean, I can't imagine a ton of those cards are over five bucks, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think the most I've paid is five and like, I probably could have talked them down, but I was like, I don't feel like doing yeah. that today yeah <laughs> like, yeah and you're like, like this it's just it, well, like to your point like sorry not to interrupt but no, just no, like, no, no. go for it we're talking you're right like that like it's like i not to get like all philosophical but like i view the hobby for me as like a journey and yeah. um <laughs> i know that's really like hokey but like <laughs> i i you know and not to again not to harp on like you know how hard it is to be a woman i know but like it, it i was there were parts of the hobby i was not enjoying recently and um so i shifted like that's the thing is like you like you said like wax is too expensive that's a bummer but like you can then shift like if you're still interested in it then you can shift your attention to something else until, you know, something changes back to whatever it is that you decide to pause on. I, I took a little bit of, I haven't posted, I think on my grid in like months and I'm on Instagram, like here and there, but I was, I was not on it for probably a good month or so. I just wasn't even checking and it just, because it wasn't doing anything for me. And, um, you know, but I was at shows. I was at my local shop. Um, we've been opening Topps Chrome Tennis um, because Brian buys it. <laughs> like <laughs> open and yeah. um, you Coco know, Coco Golf. Coco Golf. I mean, we're obsessed. Love yeah. uh, the here's the gold. The hey, you know, there he is. I mean, I kind of want to talk lovely about little eight. That I kind of want kind of want to talk about that too later. Oof. Yeah, that was a bummer. But but that and you know, and like that was also part of it too, that whole PSA fiasco. Yeah. Um, like it there were just like a couple of things and I was like, Well, I'm not gonna like like it it didn't even cross my mind that I just would not be just in quit. the hobby. You I would know, not be looking <laughs> Yeah, like it just didn't occur to me. I just kinda was like, yeah. Okay, Instagram's not working for me right now. I'm not gonna go on Instagram, I'm gonna do less, you know, YouTube, I'm gonna, you know, just kinda like dial it back a little bit and refocus to like the cards in hand versus what content is out there regarding cards. And, you know, it's an, I don't, it's not like I hate it and I swore off, like, you know, all that stuff. I just, I needed a break and now I'm coming back to it. And I think that that's a good way for people to enjoy the hobby. Like if I wanted to take a break from doing the art, I could, there's other options, but like, you know, I think you just got to kind of like check your gut sometimes and be like, what's, you know, like follow your bliss, <laughs> like follow yeah. your hobby bliss. Yeah. That's, that's the best way, like I could say to, you know, just enjoy the journey and the community too. You know, some of the communities might not be serving you like they did. 
you know, leave blowout forums if it's getting too toxic. If the comment section on Lameem is like taking a toll on you, then like, you know, don't read the comment section. Just enjoy Lameem's, you know, wild posts. And, yeah. You know, like you just got to you just got to kind of like fine tune it as you go. I, I couldn't leave if I, like you said, I couldn't leave if somebody paid me. There's no number. I just, yeah. I couldn't and I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, it's funny we we're talking about this because like I've scaled back too to a certain extent in like the last two, three weeks. I mean, I just had stuff going on and right. I, much yeah. like you, I'm like, I just don't, I'm like, it just, there's too much of this like negative, like, and again, like, I mean, everyone's allowed to say whatever the hell they want. And I'm exactly. not saying like yeah. anti-negativity because at one point or another, right. I was the one pushing for things and I still do in certain aspects, right? Could this hobby become better? Of course. Are there a lot of things wrong with it? Definitely. But at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, do I want to fight these fights right now? Or right. do I want to like, do I want to go back to the cards? Right? right. And and how do I get back there? How do I get back to what this is all about? And it, ultimately, it's all about collecting. Right. right? Yeah. So ultimately, it's all about like, whether it's pieces of paper or like, does the game used or non-game used or whatever the hell right. your preference <laughs> is like, that's, that's kind of what it's all about. And it's. I mean, as you can have engage in that dialogue here and there, uh, but if you're just engaging in the dialogue, it gets very old very quickly. Yes. And, yeah. you know, to Absolutely. your point, finding your bliss, I think that's a, just an important piece of advice for everybody listening. And and if someone's feeling lost or misguided or misdirected or whatever the hell adjective you want to use, like you just uh, honestly take a step back. Like, just mm -hmm. like, just go back to your collection. Just, Figure out, I mean, I had a conversation with someone a few days ago. I mean, on, on my last episode, actually, and they asked me, it was Mr. Minty, actually. And he asked me, you know, like, what's your, like, like your grail? Like, what are your grails? Like, you know, if you were going to put them on your mantle, like, what would they right. be? And, and it's something that I had thought about literally that day. And I just, I don't, it's not, for me, it's not like a, like a, a goal card, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm a set collector. Like, as, as I go, I find new things and I'm like, I'd rather that thing you know what i mean and i'll just like exactly. grab it if i can afford it or right. like i don't really care too much about the fact that mickey mantle is the most expensive card out there and that therefore i desire one same thing with like right. michael jordan yeah. rookie right like oh man michael jordan rookie is the most iconic card ever and that's why i need one i'm like i don't really care too much about that stuff yeah. i care where, way more about like cool soccer stickers i've never seen before right um and so that's like kind of what where my head's at when it comes to collecting and that's okay and that's one of the reasons why i'm able to as things go up as things go down i'm like i don't give a fuck about that i don't give a fuck about that and maybe I, maybe i like, did nope, care a little nope, bit about nope. that before and now it's at this price and now i don't give a shit about it right. <laughs> like, exactly See, i think know? that's a great way to look at it like you just find find what suits you yeah and yeah, I mean, I do want to talk a little bit. So like for those people who are li listening right now, you pulled one of the biggest cards out of Topps Chrome Tennis. Mm -hmm. Golf. You pulled it yeah. right after she won her first majors. Actually, right before, right before. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right, right before, before. And it was, it was sitting at though. PSA, right? Yeah. While she was in the tournament. Yeah, I think we sent it in pretty quickly because we were like, like we were looking at it and it was just beautiful like we couldn't believe it brian actually opened the pack and he has apologized multiple times that he's the one who pulled it but like it was in our household so that's good and um yeah i 
we were really stoked. It was, you know, a big time in her career. And, you know, I, obviously we love Serena and stuff, but like to really be watching Coco in real time, like Serena, you know, I was too little. Of course. To, to like, you know, she's just always been there. I feel like with Serena Coco, we're watching her ascend and I'm like, it's incredible. And um, yeah, so we pulled this, the gold, it's 45 out of 50. And um, we were super stoked and sent it to PSA. And um, it was perfect. Then we got an email that it was a 10, um, but that in the sealing process, it got damaged and it's now an eight. And that was devastating. <laughs> I mean, talk to me about how you, how that feels. Like, it's... I mean, I, like when you were like, can we go back to that moment for like a few seconds and like, what are you experiencing? What are you like? I mean, and also because you submitted through a third party, right? Like, so it wasn't yes. even them connect, like communicating with you directly. So like that must right. have been even more frustrating. Yeah. It, you know, our, our local card shop is awesome. Um, sure. our, our, our guy, Kyle over there, he's the best. And, um, he, you know, like, cause we, I think we got the boxes at his shop and, um, you know, so Brian told him immediately and, you know, we were like, well, we want to get it graded and we don't, Brian sends stuff in because, you know, he also sets up at shows and stuff. So he, he does, you know, a lot of different aspects like business and personal of the hobby. Yeah. I don't really send stuff in to be graded because it's just not, it's not familiar to me. It's not a priority. I'm totally okay with it just being in like, you know, a one touch mag. Of course. And, yeah. um, so, but you know, we were like, this is a big card. This is a card we're going to hold on to. And then, you know, of course she won, we were rooting for her and she won and it's already like on its way to PSA. And so the anticipation of, well, is it a 10? Did we, did we miss something? And, um, you know, and like you said, hearing through a third party and, you know, Kyle having to like, you know, relay the news of like a timetable or whatever. And, you know, so we're like all excited and, um, and then, Kyle had to message Brian and be like, Hey, so I got this email from PSA and it was just, you know, we're just excited to get it back. Like we don't really, you know, know what the grades gonna be. We're thinking it's a 10, but we'll see, you know, it's that anticipation yeah. everybody has. And um, yeah. And then we got that email and like, not only is like the anticipation then blown um, you're just like, well now what? Because not a lot of Topps Chrome Tennis was opened. Yeah. There weren't any golds out there. I think there was one at that point. And it was but there was no there was no tens though, right? I think there was only one ten, but I think it like came out or maybe it like came up on eBay, like maybe while we were waiting from PSA. Like there weren't, you know, there weren't really any out there. Yeah. And you know, also like I know tennis is not like a top five sport. I mean, but still. Um, but, but you know, Topps Chrome is they're beautiful cards and you know, it was an exciting time and whatever and um yeah so then we had to like well what do we do and i usually i'm like you know what it'll be okay it'll all work out and i was just like uncharacteristically like like just upset <laughs> like just bare bones upset i you know and i was like let me sit on it you know overnight let me you know think on like because i didn't want to just immediately go to instagram and be like this sucks this is yeah. you know, the worst i just wanted to like you know thank god it and I woke up the next day and I was like, I still feel terrible and I need to like, I need to get this out. Like I just have to. And, um, and I have, you know, friends who work at PSA and, you know, I messaged them and I was like, Hey, I don't want to like, you know, bash your company, but like yeah. this happened and this sucks. And, um, 
you know, so I wanted to be sensitive to that and, you know, many other things. And, um, but I just had to share, I was like, I know I can't be the only one. I know this isn't the biggest card, but like, this was a, this was like a moment for us and our, you know, hobby story and to have like this little, like, you know, sidebar that, oh, by the way, this beautiful, perfect card was a 10, but it's not because of the sealing process. Like that just, you know, I know it's not, you know, a Honus Wagner or whatever, but like this card was really important to us. And, you know, and that's a gold, I feel like, you know, true golds in general are like, you know, very beloved by the hobby. So the fact that they didn't take care with the card was just really frustrating. And, you know, and, and, you know, PSA, I understand that they're kind of like the big dog right now. And, um, you know, they're a business. I understand they have to operate as a business, but like that, that's your job is like grading and sealing <laughs> and yeah. they, they dropped the ball and I know I wasn't the only one. And a lot of people reached out to me and, you know, I have some friends that, and you know, like, like you, I mean, you, you saw the story and you reached out to me and you're like, that sucks. And I have a little bit of reach and there are some people that are just kind of like tough tough luck, you know, deal with it. Um, and PSA had to admit to us that it was damaged. There are people I'm sure out there who, you know, PSA didn't admit that to, you know, it just kind of happened and, you know, your card got sent back and it had a mark that wasn't there when you sent it off. It, it just, I know it's a complicated issue and I'm not like, you know, bashing PSA, but like as a personal, you know, anecdote, that was, it, it was a bummer. It was very frustrating. It was a bummer, but I, you know, I feel like I learned a lot. I feel like I, you know, a lot of other people were able to kind of get off their chest, their experience. And, um, yeah, that was very long winded, but yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a, it's a valuable story about like what, what is a possibility when you send stuff in. Right. And there's, yeah. I mean, there's really no great solution at the end of the day either. Right. right. Like you still like that you leave that situation feeling like you're not whole. Like, right. regardless, yeah. right? It's just like, a bummer. Yeah. It's like the equivalent of like someone stealing a card in the mail. Like, you might get a huh. refund, right. but you still don't feel whole. You know what I mean? Like, you're still yeah, like, you don't have your card. That's... You don't have, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you got your money back, but like, it puts a bad taste in your mouth and you don't have what you desired. You know, you fulfilled your side of things and somebody else didn't fulfill theirs. And like, it's a bummer. And I know there's bigger issues in the world. I know that this is not like, you know, worth shedding tears over, but it, it's frustrating. It's for, and I, I cannot imagine, you know, how many people have also felt that frustration. It's disappointing. Yeah. And it's not like, I mean, there's really nothing you can do differently to, like next time. Right. Right. There's literally nothing. Yeah. Like it just happened to, it just is. <laughs> I just, exactly, exactly. And that's why I, I guess, I mean, number one, I wanted you to share that story because I think, that it kind of ties into i mean sometimes shit just happens in a space and you have to deal with it do you know yeah. what i mean like it's just it's kind of how it goes and right. yeah. whether that's right or wrong or uh, it just is right and i mean also because i wanted people to i mean hear you out because I, like you said there was a lot of people that are like oh tough luck but like yeah. I mean, it, it blows and it, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it just bottom line, it right? Blows. Like it just yeah. blows. <laughs> so talk to me about, uh, you know, you, you said that one of the ways that you've kind of transitioned into 
card art is is through uh brian and and his love for collecting and you previously collected pokemon cards what else did you collect growing up um i not card related um <laughs> i mean I, I i'm on a kick where i'm asking people outright like just what <laughs> what did you collect growing up yeah i you know you kind of like memory unlocked um i collected mcdonald's happy meal toys and like i don't think i even realized when i was a kid it was a collection like i just had like a couple of shelves in my closet that i would just put my toys in like um were they in the bag what uh, what what i'm like, sorry like, did you keep them in the bags or did you open them? No, no no well some of them maybe probably like beanie babies or something but like no they, they they were just like on the shelf and they're probably in like a plastic tub somewhere now like yeah. but yeah I, I didn't even like it's so funny that you said because i'm like <laughs> oh yeah i did i did collect everyone's um, but... collected throughout exactly. their whole life and i'm i'm determined to unlock those <laughs> memories yeah you're right i mean yeah when you really sit because like some people are like oh you're an adult collecting cards and like not to me but i know yeah, other yeah, people yeah. have heard that and um and it's like well yeah you didn't collect something ever like Everyone. pogs i mean we were pog kids my brother and i were constantly every weekend like battling it out with neighborhood kids had a sick pog collection like yeah <laughs> I love that. When I spoke to uh, Kayla collects, we like we we kind of like were on the same topic of conversation. I was like, "What else did you collect?" And she's like, "Rubber duckies." She's like, "I didn't even realize." Like, <laughs> I was like, That's so uh, sweet. <laughs> and she's just like, everywhere we went, like I just got like a rubber ducky from there. And I was like, "That's really cool." That's so awesome. I'm like, yeah, everyone. And I've had so many people tell me that they collected like uh, hats or they collected. Right. I mean, saw like you find that. And I don't know if this is just like everybody, everybody, or just like, I mean, obviously very biased, the, the, the demographic that I speak to in terms of like collectors, right? Like I talk, I talk to collectors. Right. So everyone that I've spoken to has collected something right. early on that is like kind of unconventional and then somehow has transitioned into like cardboard of some kind. Right. <laughs> um, but I'd be curious to see if like everyday people also collected something growing up. Right. And uh, and kind of where that comes from. I know. I don't think I'm like trying to think like. I don't think my parents really collect. I mean, if they did, they didn't really talk about it, but and didn't care. I think that's really interesting, too. Like people that collect stuff in the childhood and then like carry it into adulthood. Like I love when Brian like sees something, um, you know, like a card or, or a product wax or something. And he's like. Oh yeah, I opened that when I was like, you know, 13 and it was it was $15 a box and now it's like, you know, 1500 or you know, I like yeah. I like that history. I like to see what people, you know, like that knowledge that they have that's just like deep in their brain and it'll never leave them. Yeah, it's just permanently <laughs> embedded in there. It's, it's it's I love it. Lauren, I want you to tell everyone where they can find your stuff. First of all, is your stuff for sale? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I'm kind of, um, kind of nonchalant about it because okay. I just kind of, I would do it whether people liked it or not, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, if you, if you DM me, if you see something, that's fine. I have an Etsy shop that I am bad about updating, but it's there. Um, so yeah, I, I do, I do sell it. Um, I'll show you real quick. I just yeah. set them out because I, I just wanted to have them ready to show. I'll show this that I actually just recently got. Sorry, the sun is shining. That's but, okay. Um, that's awesome. cream. You know, nice. it. I stitched it. 10 auto recently sealed by Beckett, not damaged. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, this one, I haven't, I don't think anybody's seen this yet, but it's wow. um, a LeBron. This is my first LeBron because LeBron is very hard to find. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a little that's, LeBron stitch. That's gorgeous. Um, so yeah, but I, you know, and I don't really do commissions because I kind of just want to stitch what I like. Yeah. Um, I, you know, try to keep a list. I know like what, you know, certain collectors, what they like and what they don't. And when I can, you know, get around to it, I try to just stitch, like I stitched Christina Maxi Kleba to fill the gap in her, you know, her set collection. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like to make them, um, but I kind of just do them at my own pace. So, yeah. Love that. Where can people contact you maybe, uh, for advice on how to get started collecting or, uh, you know, other females to jump into the space. Maybe, uh, you can help provide some support in some way, shape or form. How can people reach out to you if they want to learn hard art or they want to kind of get to know you your process when it comes to creating yeah where, where can they contact you and how can they consume more of your content more of me um i my handle is lauren goes here on instagram um that's mostly where i'm at um i think my email's on there too so if you want to email me that's cool but i i have my instagram that's my main thing um, and I'll talk to you about anything. I'm an Orlando magic fan. There's not many of us out there, but we're having a big, big season so far. And so I'm spending a lot of time thinking and talking about that. Um, if, uh, yeah, if you want to talk to me about Carter, I, I'm always, if anybody's interested, cause people are like, I could never do that. Um, I think that stitching is fun and pretty easy. And I would love to talk to people about how I do it so that if they want to try, they can. Um, I will just say real quick, I don't want to like, you know, no. take too much time, but no, some no, of my no. friends, I have some of my friends card art. Um, this is Jay local hits. He is incredible. Awesome. He, he, I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, we see it. Um, but he, he uses a lot of like postcards and stuff and his cards are like stories. Like they're just, they're, they're incredible. I love them. Um, and this is, um, from shark bait. He, uh, has that Jersey auto cut there and, just I, I i love it like it's really it's really great to like talk to people um and these people are great too so i i'm not just dropping names to drop names they're also incredible people to check out and to talk yeah. to um and then kev's cards who is just killing it right now yes. he got me a penny and a shack i actually these were christmas presents last year um and then third dan art obviously shack is my go-to so of course um so yeah i um but yeah i'm always oh and i have a custom coco i'll show you this real quick show me show custom me coco nice her. she's wonderful um that was also shark bait custom so um yeah but i'm always happy to chat um sometimes i'm a little late getting back to you but uh i'm always around and um yeah i i really appreciate you chatting with me today brendan this is really I awesome I appreciate you jumping on. I appreciate everyone taking the time to listen. Please go follow Lauren Goes here. Check out her art. And uh, let's continue to make this space great for everybody. Team, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Cardboard Coach featuring Lauren Goes here. Have yourselves a wonderful rest of the day. Coach Co and Lauren are out of here. Peace. <laughs>